When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Make sure to go and check out all of our latest merch at paddockmerch.com. We've got loads of new designs and even more products coming all the time. With two or more items, you get 20% off using the code PADDOCK20. And if you remember, there's even bigger discounts available. Link is in the description. Hiya. Uh, there's a noise in the studio. We don't know what it is. It was most confusing, that. Yeah, it wasn't my phone. It wasn't your phone. Was it's it your yours. phone? Is it you? I do not disturb. I'm very professional around here. You, you are very professional, He's Alex. lost. No, he won't. Oh, fucking say. attitude like that. Uh, he saw it out, bro. Being professional. Have you ever seen this show? This video. They've yeah, been on it before. Hey. Never been Professionalism on is not what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah. Pack it. Where's in. me brew? What a good looking question. That is, yeah. That's a very appropriate question, actually. Um, Come on, Callum. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Come on, Callum, with your sad butty box. In fact, Cameron, <laughs> grab his, go upstairs and get it. Oh, what's what we need? Yeah, there's milk. Yeah, we'll just have the, the one camera angle, whatever. I learned that show, me, show me Callum's uh, butty box because that's. Wow, well, let's have a look. Don't take the mick out of his butty box. <laughs> Sorry, sad. right? I get that this isn't great viewing for everyone here or shouting off camera, but Callum, our producer, has got a butty box. What's in it? Sadness. <laughs> yeah, despair. It's Very full of despair. An apple, an apple, and a what? A fake Twix. A knockoff Twix. We'll get out. I'll time you. Right. No, no, let's not get his body box because that is just not <laughs> interesting true. to anyone other than us. And even I'm losing enthusiasm for it, to be to be perfectly frank. <laughs> Alfie says, why does that lad look like a chubby cam? Oh, oh that's, that's offensive on s- several levels, Alfie McShane. Seeing it, though. Um, Santa Notch. Apparently it was his birthday. So yeah, I, I wished him happy birthday on his actual birthday. And you and Yoli's mate wished it him a day later. I don't go on the main feed of my Twitter thing, though. How do you even manage your Twitter? Just, I just live in... The, so we, I went hey. on my Twitter analytics the other day. Are you ready for this? In what? a month, 17,000 mentions. And only 16,412 of them were insults. Yeah. 
Sounds so that's so and much. You're someone a dick. No wonder I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> exactly. Like to be fair, there was a time. There was a time when you used to take the mic out of me for arguing on Twitter, right? And I packed it in. Not just, I don't. Not I bet. That, I bet if you did the maths, I bet I'm replying to less than zero point one percent of it as well. I think you'll reply, yeah. And I think also think you're replying to less than zero point one percent of actual humans. <laughs> I think a lot of them are just bots, but you don't <laughs> care. You're the only man I know. I'm an equal opportunities yeah. arguer. What they've got no followers. Everyone that doesn't matter. I'm gonna quote tweet yeah. them to Plus highlight it. their account. Daisy's first day on Twitter. Definitely yeah. getting it. And he's getting it. Um, get involved in the comments. Give us a like. By the way, that's Alex Johnson. If you don't know who he is, nice to meet you. You know who me and him are. The other two. You All right. Know. Yeah. How have you been? You doing well, mate? How about you? All right. You're probably not talking into the mic there, but I'll talk to you. Yeah. Just good. It's hard to look. Yeah, they, can you go move it round? Yeah, we'll do this for you. We'll help you. There you go. <laughs> We've done this before. This isn't his first rodeo. We did the Spain versus Italy Twitch, didn't we? No, we did, did the Everton one last week. Ah, the Everton. Oh, you was on the Everton. I was. Watch along. Yeah, there's a watch along tomorrow for Leicester game. Where are you tomorrow? Somewhere. Strath Paddock FC, second go versus on. third in the go table. On. Oh, had a good win last week, didn't you? Hey, son. Fucking right, good win it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Missed the foul. Um, some controversy. Why some people it, thought, it wasn't, thought it was a foul. Turns out it wasn't a foul. It's a fucking. Oh, sorry, turns out it was a foul. Um, have you got your balls back yet? No. He had his balls net. If you didn't, if you weren't watching on Monday, Steve was playing with your balls. Weren't Listen, they? Steve's after his balls. Oh, I'll tell you lot because it's funny. Go on, just so, keep it to yourselves. Yeah, don't, don't tell the other club. Yeah. They stole two of my balls, yeah. and I was like, "Cool story, nerds. I'll steal your best fucking player." Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! He's dirty, you know. Dirty mm. boy. Give me some. I want to play it. <laughs> Fuck about and find out. As they say in Droylsden. Uh, Juan Martinez says, sorry, off a bit off. I love this. Sorry, a bit off topic. We don't have a topic, topic on this show. Like, we've never had one. We might have a thumbnail and a title. Yeah. But if you think that's going to be the topic. We have themes yeah. which we regularly, constantly regurgitate. But it's yeah. not a topic. It's not a topic. I don't want to pretend there is. Uh, but did you guys see the wonder goal by Alfonso Davis for Canada? Welcome back, Marcus. Also, keep up the great work. Thank but you. No one watching international football, mate. Relax. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. You did, you, you're did. you lying because you did see a, a pass by Fred. I saw a pass by Fred. That doesn't constitute watching international football. You, you showed it, mate, and I was worried. Yeah. Because I think everyone's going to see that pass and go, Fred to play for United, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible for him to play for United more? I, know, I think yeah. that's half the argument, mate. Yeah. Fred's good Pled's, now. Pled's Fred. Fred. Pled, yeah. Pled, Pred's played a banger. Or even <laughs> Fred We've played bro- We've broken house <laughs> Finally. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that's what worries me, though, because... Honestly, like a prime scolzy ball over the top. You're just like, who the fuck The vision, yeah. Who's that in Fred's shirt that played that? Do you think, though... It was a good ball, but Neymar's got a little bit to do. He's got a ch- he's, it's on his chest, so it's not like... It's international football. Uh, it's yeah. fucking wanking it. Yeah, to be fair, it is. And I agree. And I, I can't be doing it. The best thing about international football is it gives us mm, a slight break from the, the madness. And when I say slight, I mean slight, because in some respects, the madness increases. But it just gives us a little bit of like a fortnight to try and <laughs> do things that we've been trying to do for ages. Listen, uh, why don't we make... Go on. January. Yeah. Since everyone doing that, I mean, you, you've been doing it for a bit longer than everyone else, but everyone's doing that Jai January, trying to get in the gym, yeah. trying to find some new fucking mates after the carnage that you've ensued <laughs> at Christmas, right? And trying to save a bit of dosh. Why don't we make that International Football Month, right? So you go away for a month with your international team, you get it all out the fucking way, and then you can have it again in, in June and July for the international tournaments. 
and it's just dealt with. Yeah. Because when they pick that first squad, the one in like the end of August that they pick for the first week in, in September. Yeah, there's like two yeah. games. In, we start the Premier League and then it's straight. It's Who straight are you break. picking on form in that? But no one's even had a chance to get form no. in that. You've played three games. So that's a lot of bollocks. Yep. Then you've got the October one, which is just as the season's starting to warm up, is an absolute kick in the balls. Then you've got the November one, which is usually wank. And you just it's just a never-ending pathetic shit. Do you mate as well? Wenger wants to do it every two years, the World Cup. Yeah, they're trying to say that. So what they're going to do is they're going to come up with some utter carnage. Yeah. And you're going to go, no, we're not doing that. And they go, all right, what about that then? And you go, yeah. fucking hell, that's better than what are you, you just are They've you still in... got more football. Yeah. <laughs> they've got win-win. Are you inferring this could be like a Super League scenario where they go, we're going to do this utter nonsense. You go, no, we're not having it really right. And they go, okay. And then while they're doing that, they actually change the Champions League to make it worse. And yeah. no, well, no, they've everyone's said, all right with it. They said, but they do my, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl every year. My is my nose. <laughs> <laughs> they do the Super Bowl every year. So they should do the World Cup every year. But we have the Champions League for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's the equivalent. For, we don't need more international football. International it's going to be worse. Shit. It's going to be worse in the World Cup next year, in the middle of the winter, isn't it? The yeah. good thing, the one good thing about international football, though... I'm going to try and go, though. ...is Manchester United <laughs> players always get treated really well by the press after an international tournament. Definitely. Flawless. I cannot remember any issue with any United player Ever. following an England defeat. Nope. Never. The, the, the country has rallied around him. The press has rallied around him. They've made to feel, you know, positive and welcomed when they've got travelled to away grounds. The the, the the away fans come to Old Trafford have always got behind the United players. Who was the uh, Spain manager? An England loss. Um, I mean, it's it's heartwarming. It makes me proud to be not just a Manchester United fan, but English as well. Anyway, <laughs> who was the Spain manager for 2008? Was it Luis Aragonés? It was not Del Bosque, was it? I think it was Del Bosque, wasn't it? Yeah. Not Aragonés. No. I think it was Del Bosque. Let's have a look. Helps if I could spell. Um, Vincente Del Bosque was the Spain manager from 2008 to 2016. So was he during the tournament or did he not? Yes, the for the 2008 World Cup. Um, yes. For he, um, hang on a minute. Oh, Plus, God. Oh, so oh, I think you're right, actually. I think it was Aragonés for the 2008 World Cup. Um, I've proper done this. Do he's honest. Just go to his honest. Oh, sorry, is that down there, yeah, isn't it? Kind of around the Spain, block. European Championship 2008. Bosch. There right, you go. So, Luis Aragonés. Yep. Um, when when it started to appear in like the early noughties that Spain was developing a ton of technically gifted players. Yeah. Which, which to be honest, this, that bald fraud down the road was was a big sort of pioneer of, really. And sort of became an archetype of the player that they wanted to create in Guardiola. I will not have Hard of brain. Dion Dublin referred to as a bald <laughs> fraud. He's an absolute renaissance man. So when they started to have a proliferation of all these sort of technically gifted footballers, Luis Aragones yes. came out and said, so you know they're called, uh, uh, they're called the Red Fury, that's the Spanish nickname, but he was also saying it should be the philosophy of the Spanish national team. Yeah. And all this tick attack of shit <laughs> is not what it should be about. And then he won the European Championships by playing that. He played like fucking seven midfielders, didn't he? Something. Yeah, they played no striker, didn't they? Yeah. I know. I went off ticker tacker, man. Do you know what I mean? It was good for a little while, and then it became like everyone was obsessed with ticker tacker, and then it was like it almost got to a point where you went down the the Louis Van Gaal element of not quite that to that stream, but 86% just yeah, possession. just keep the yeah, ball four shots. Yeah, it's like do you remember Whatever the 2010 World Cup, away. like when Spain playing like 
was it Holland in the final? That wasn't too bad, but I remember playing Germany and it was just boring. I it wasn't think a that, great game. That Spain team went like three hours without scoring. Or yeah, and it's just like, like just boring the other team to death. The city, the similar. Like yeah, that, like, just keep just an drain the, the teams out of. And you think even if you're watching a three-two, it's end to end. It's more exciting than watching a one-nil. That's you know a, a goal after extra Styles time. Fights, man. That's the whole the whole thing about it. Styles make fights, and yeah. there is no correct way no. to style a team. You know what Leicester did with Ranieri a few years ago was like pure nineties English football, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. Um, or even eighties, a lot of people might even say. But it was, you know, it was it was very very direct on the counter, over the top, percentage balls into the channels. I mean, Tony Adams would have been fucking pulling his pud stupid watching that, I'm sure. And then you've had. What they, what they play under Brendan Rodgers, completely different. What Manchester City play, obviously uh, highly stylistic. I mean, what Liverpool plays, pr- a proper throwback to the 80s in a big way, just with more inhalers. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Get him up in the comments. It's interesting, though, Steve, because I've seen you arguing this point on Twitter, which isn't like you to argue, but you no, do now. Like about, because people have this thing, don't they, about style. Styles. I didn't mean to make this a point. No, I know, but... It has become a, a thing of like style and what's all his style, especially when it comes to yeah, United. Yeah, it and, doesn't matter. Because people was like, oh, he's not even got a style of play. I was like, cool. Well, Bielsa's got a style of play. He's still going to finish in the bottom half of the table. Because yeah. <laughs> like, so pe- I think Dice. people literally yeah, think, yeah. yeah, Sean Dice has a style of play. You might not like that style of play, but he has a defined style of play. A style of play doesn't, um, doesn't win you games. Fergie did not have a defined style of play. His style of play was to be pretty flexible, um, and change it quite often, actually. As often as he changed his um, assistant managers, maybe more so. He was extremely flexible. Yeah, the 2008 team is nothing like the two, uh, the 1994 team in terms of the way no, we played. No, it was extremely counter-attacking. At yeah. its best, counter-attacking. I remember so many times of you know, that sort of horseshoe shape of possession, yeah. just being passed around, looking for a probe, and just not getting it. Like, people act like it was wave after wave of attack, like the last three minutes of New Camp all the time, but it wasn't. No, no, you're right. Uh, John George says, yes, boys, my cousin just dies and I'm in bits. The only thing stopping me from sobbing like a little girl is this live. Much love. Sorry for your loss and thanks for tuning in. And it'll be get um, John George um, saying that, you know, he's the standard All right, mate. Yeah. Um, also, Reese Robinson says, how many Leicester players would make our Stein 11? The league winners are this current lot. The, let's go with this current, current. lot because we've got them, haven't we? I'll take their two midfield holding <laughs> players. They're yeah. the first two I'm taking. Is that indeed Ian Telemans? Yeah. yeah. You put them in for Fred and McTominay and I think everyone would be like, I don't mind to invite Would you have anyone else from that team? Would you have like, remember when Madison was limited with us? I'm not saying we need him right now, but Cassius Michael doesn't deserve to a decent shout out because we've seen he's his record for, off, the, yeah. for the Euros. He's not going to see a goal he, he, in the whole qualifying season. Michael, that he's never rated, is he? As like one of the top keepers. Yeah, he's won the league. He's won the FA Cup. He's done like Denmark got to the semi-finals. Yeah, got to the semi-finals of the Euros with a. Let's let's be honest, not the most. Joe, his career is like it's a it's a bit more of a successful, I think. Go on. Version of Shea Given. Really good Premier League keeper. Yeah. And that's really about it. Yeah. We're never going to talk about him being the best in the world. But if you had to have him in that, you're not going to lose your fucking sleep, are you? No. And it's not easy, is it, to win, a, to win the league as a keeper? Do you know what I mean? You have to yeah. have a certain level, don't you? Because especially when you're at Leicester, like, there's such fine margins with some of those results they had, if you remember some of the games they had. Mm. So, yeah, he's, he's decent. Um, it's my second favourite, Michael. 
behind Schmeichel the dog. Um, Peter Kelly, member for 16 months of the academy, says, were they developing a group of technically gifted footballers or did the period of time come where all the benefits of PEDs they were taking show? I'll answer that. Go on. Um, I will say allegedly at the start of this because I'm going to say some shit in here. Probably. Right, allegedly. Oh, we got the allegedly graphic. Get it back up. <laughs> so... Um, oh, hang on a minute. It's so, yeah, they were... I'll find it. Go they on. were developing a system of um, technical gifted footballers, but it goes back... Germany started this 20 years ago. Uh, Belgium started this around a similar sort of time. That's the question. And, um, and Spain had been on a journey of doing this. Uh, I can't remember who else is doing this as well, but there's um, government-funded coaching courses. And I, I read a stat at some point, Germany's got somewhere in the region of like eight times more UEFA B qualified coaches uh, than than England does, which is a similar sized country. Right. Like Britain does or UK maybe. It was one of the whatever it was. Um somewhere like Belgium's got six times more um artificial pitches yep. than we do. Because you know, you'll you'll see when the fucking lads are playing there over weekend, some of the surfaces you play on, they're not conductive to good football. They're not conducive to um having technically gifted footballers. Because if four months of the year in England which is like the middle of our seasons, let's be real. Yeah. When you're playing your most football, when you're training most frequently, you're playing on pitches where I've seen my son tackled by a puddle. <laughs> yeah. He's been running and I, he's, it's hit a deep patch of water and the ball stopped and he's carried on running and because you, you, know, you can't account for it, can you? <laughs> and he's just stopped dead. Like, this is something English players have had to deal with. And you see that direct long sort of technique is is actually the best technique to use at lower level, at grassroots level in England because it's the only thing that sort of levels out those pitches. Yeah, Get it out of midfield because it's an absolute bog. Get it forward into the channels where you're close enough to the, to the goal to be able to shoot. Yeah. Now, you couldn't have played that Spanish style of football. Ticketaco. On, which was, uh, it was an insult, by the way. Was it? Yeah, I think I think it was Diego Simeone. He was sort of dismissive of Tic Taka, sort of like. Really? Yeah, it was. It wasn't uh, meant to be praising or descriptive. It was a piss taking comment. Um, but if you if you tried to create um, a team like that on English pitches in the winter, you'll never do it. Yeah. Because it's going to hit a divot. It's going to hit um, you know a slide tackle trough like it's just going to go everywhere you can't trust a pass on some of the pitches that you've got in england no 3g pitches 3 4g pitches there's some brilliantly gifted young players coming through in england at the moment because of those 3g pitches They're do you think that makes a big difference 3g pitch yeah 100 percent. yeah you can see six and seven year old kids trusting their touch trusting the teammates because they're able to play ball and they can play one touch and if you do end up as a, a youngster that goes to an academy all of the training pitches that you're going to have are going to be like carpets like that. It's the grassroots that you've got to struggle with. I remember through. when I was a kid and I... Um, I'll, have a, I'll have a drink of water, shall I, since I'm brewing. Yeah, it's, it's on its way. And I remember once our coach was um, just lining up cones, you know, on the edge of the area and then towards the edge of the other area and just get it. Get that's, your, that's your drills. <laughs> just try and clear it to those cones. It's sad, <laughs> yeah, like that was training. And we go, I wonder why we <laughs> never created a Ronaldinho don't worry, about he, don't worry about hitting the man. Don't worry about that. Just get it over there. We're only about 13, 14. Just get it over to that cone. Like, yeah. Who's got clear. the biggest toe pole? Yeah. Just welly <laughs> it. Son, that was the tactics. Because yeah. in the middle of that was just a marsh. 
Um, Santa Notch says um, a shout out to David Brooks. Obviously, he's got um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, something that Santa Notch apparently is recovered from as well. So, yeah, thoughts with him, um, the Bournemouth lad. Hopefully, he makes a full Isn't recovery. Is that Armstrong got? Or a similar thing? I think so, yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but I think you're right. Um, that news broke yesterday. So, yeah, we wish him well. Hopefully, he makes a full recovery. We had um, the lad, is it Taylor? Um, it was uh, Max Taylor, was it? The, yeah, I saw an Instagram yeah. story of him you, saying... You pay for MK. Something like you can beat yeah. him, can you? Yeah, he was at United He's and uh, obviously, playing. you know, amazing story. He recovered and, and carried on playing. Um, Aman Saxena says, when are we going to see House and McCullough together? And as in House and McCullough Uncensored. You will find out when the time is right. That's something that's a secret at the minute, but, you know. Subscribe, see what happens. Yeah, subscribe, maybe. You know, become a member. You don't have to become a member to see that, but just subscribe. Hit subscribe because we want to get to 700,000 subscribers by the By season. tomorrow. Now. Oh, we're going to fuck it all off. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but, yeah. Um, Steve, you were talking earlier about your balls. I do that. Yeah? Before we went on air, he was showing them me. On an actual point, upstairs... A proper, should we get HR involved conversation? I was, asking, I was asking the girls about ball toner. <sighs> why do you say these things? I mean, I know I know you've been honest because that's what went down. <laughs> but why do you have to say it on the live videos? Um, yes, he was because he cares, yeah, about his balls. And so should you. We've got some exciting news from our friends at Manscaped. They've just launched their fourth generation performance package. The ultimate per package, purple package, includes the lawnmower for... Not three, 4.0, yeah? Mm. You heard that right? The leaders in male grooming have done it again to take your grooming game to the next level. Don't say anything. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. And you get free shipping with the code Paddock Live because we've all been there, haven't we? There's a link in the description. Thank you, producer Cal. There's a link in the description. Because we've all been there, haven't we? You, you were discussing it where, you know, you, you're in your birthday suit and you better half says, what's going on down there? I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? That's not happening tonight. You can send the so pack over to your, your team you played every week. Yeah, there you exactly. Go, they, they could There's do that. Um, so you have to look after. You have to look after down so there. So you got both my balls. Go look after them. Yeah, exactly. You got to look <laughs> yeah, after your balls. After these whether your balls in front of you. Belly. Caught in 4K. In belly. Where, anyway. where did I keep my balls? Um, all the balls he's talking about. <laughs> and don't worry, because Manscaped have got you covered with their new 4.0 technology and the performance package, which includes, as he's mentioned, the ball toner. It's going to smell nice and fresh. Yeah? Look after your balls, because people carry them away. It's also got, and I love this, it's got a ceramic blade that's cutting edge to reduce grooming accidents. Cutting edge, AJ. Yeah, nice. Because <laughs> we've all had it, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? Where you've cut yourself shaving, shall we say. Yeah, well, that cuts all that out. And also, you've got a travel lock. John Shinshed, Steve and I are going to manscape together at a million subs. Um, right. oh, yeah. I think we should. Yeah, 100%. 100% that's got to happen. Me and, me and John have yeah. got a little catchphrase going back and forth. And it's mostly going forth from me. It is. Go on, tell everyone it is. It's shut the fuck up, John. Right. And never has that been more apt. No, it isn't. I think that's, I think that's fair. I think you and him manscaping together at a million subs live. On a video, not on this channel, obviously, but you can do that sounds on a like different a Twitch channel. Sounds like thing, that, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like it definitely <laughs> does. I'll be twitching watching it. Um, and that's a different story. Um, so you've got the Weed Whacker, which is waterproof. It's got 9,000 RPM, 360 degree dual blade system. You've also got the Crop Reviver ball toner, and you've also got boxes as well. They're throwing in boxes and a travel bag, the Shed travel bag. Well, seriously, not the boxes are belting for the gym. Do you know what I love about this as well, right? This is my favorite bit. It says on the Lomo 4.0, it's got a multi function on off switch. 
I love that. Because I'm, on, yeah. And it's off. I am sick of buying things where it's either on or off and that's it. With this, it's either on and off. You've got both options. So check it out. Manscaped.com. Paddock Live. Link's in the description. It's just the link's in the description. It's not Paddock Live. That was a test and you've passed. The link's in the description. Go and click on the link. It's get 20% off. Though. I know. Get 20% off. And... Oh, that's probably because I was reading the wrong one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, on. can I just say as well? Go on. Christmas is round the corner. Go on. Uh, if, save me here from the disaster that was this. If you're a bloke, yeah. we all know you're going to leave it till the 23rd of December before you try and panic buy something in the Trafford Centre yeah. like you do every fucking year. I'm always... Are you in the Trafford Centre on Christmas Eve? I've done it. I'm, I, 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 I reckon I've Are you in there? We've all been there. Yes. Let's not pretend we don't now, lads. You yeah, I mean? man. There's not a woman for fucking a week to be seen. Yeah. It's just blokes going... Not <laughs> 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 right? of appreciation. So listen, it's October. Yeah. Why don't you get a couple of Christmas presents boxed off right now by really going to Manscaped sweet. and getting yourself some fucking ball stuff for the gentleman in your life? Yeah, there you go. 20% off, free shipping. Use early. the link in the description. You don't need a code. Ignore all that Paddock Live stuff because it's not Paddock Live's house and brew. So you don't need any of that. 20% off, free shipping. You get all that, the crop toner, the, the lawnmower 4.0, the ball preserver, the shed travel bag and the boxers. It's all there for you. Go and check it out. And thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring house and brew. On a serious note, though, I wish Your balls something will find the brews on an off switch. Yeah, the brews come. The, the A10. I know that's nerdy talk for everyone. The fucking eight time don't even have an on off switch. So you just have to fucking yank a plug out of it to undo it. So some things do need a multifunctional on and off switch. What, what are you laughing at, you? I, just said, I think the tea looks good. I'm not sure about the coffee. The coffee? <laughs> I don't drink tea or coffee. Tell you what. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> do you know Got what? You know we were talking about? The marshes we used to play on. The muddy marshes. <laughs> I think he's just put one in a cup for me. <laughs> Listen, so I, appreciate, the I appreciate the, uh, the, 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 the sentiment. Yeah. Tea's all right, Cam. You can come again. Have you put sugar in that? I yeah. think we got the wrong one. How many is in that? It's because no sugar in that, is it? You I need sugar? two sugars. Yeah. I need sugars. We're having oh, a disaster here. Oh I'm having a disaster without Reed, and he's having a disaster with these brews. Anyway, thanks to Manscaped. Go and check it out. There's a link there. Forget all that description stuff. There's a link in the description. Um, yes. Someone's laughing at your... Your son was tackled by a puzzle. True story. Happens yeah. to have the best of us. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. Just pure standing water about three inches deep. Yes, do you remember that um, iconic picture of um, Tom Finney? Tom Finney? Yeah, Tom Finney. Oh, yeah, didn't they the made splash. a fountain out of it? Yeah, the splash. Hey, back in the day, they used to play in all sorts of conditions, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? Old Trafford Honestly. never seen a blade of grass till 1976. It didn't, did it? Do you remember when we started going, late 80s, early 90s? What was that pitch like? Sand. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was unreal that that was a pitch of a... Whoa, 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 don't use it all on him. I need some as well. You're sweet enough. Uh, nice well try. Played. Well played. Right, because I'm, I'm worried that there's hardly any left there. Because I've got a bit You're of a sweet probably correct to be worried. Yeah. Have I done my oh. how to beat Leicester preview? I have. It's have out you? There. What's yeah. the key to that? The key Give to a sneak them. preview of your preview. The key to beating them, uh, to be honest, I think we've just got our attack. I mean, Good both of our yeah, first one. choice centre-halves missing. Yeah. I think it's all about United getting on the front foot. Can we get him in the shot here? Can we see it? Can <laughs> we see you, lady. It? Come here. <laughs> get him on. Come no, on. We're only getting an arm. There you go. What you should do is go and stand <laughs> next to Al. Lad. Hey. Just see what you'd look like if you put they about two there. stone on. He's got a master's degree in everything. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Massive improvement. Uh, well done. We'll bring, we'll bring, that, on we'll bring that up on your next one-to-one. -one. <laughs> um, right. Should we move swiftly Perfect. on? 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's been talking. I was, I was talking about Leicester. Oh, sorry, I've asked you preview. I thought you just had to score more goals on him. No, so Leicester at the minute, they basically... Brendan Rodgers and... Do you like Oli goes, oh, you don't know what he's doing, let's get Brendan Rodgers in. No, on we don't say that. Note, anyone says that. I've read that. Yeah. On a serious note, though, Brendan Rodgers doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing this season. He has used four formations. Four? Four. That's madness, Stephen Housen. You know madness. If you'd used two formations and maybe... You know, you, you was coming out and saying, oh, this lad's not had a good game, maybe, or, you know, we, we, we're not quite there yet. You go, he's trying to fix. When you've used four formations, Jay, and you're flipping between one and another every single week, do you know what that tells me? You don't have a clue what the fucking problem the is. Play, so you have he? no idea what you're going to fix. The, the thing is, right, with, with the whole... I'm not going to get into the debate, because we've done a debate, and it's on the channel. Go and check that out with Scotty and Macca and Joe. Um, but regardless of whether you believe in only going to Solskjaer or, or not, Brendan Rodgers is the answer. <laughs> And, the, you know, the, the, the argument, oh, well, I, he's, he's won more than Ollie has in Britain or in England or whatever, or he's more... That's not the point. Like, if you're going to get rid of the manager, get someone in who is shit hot. Not no, someone who, who's just bottled it at the end of the season, pretty much every season. season. For the Newcastle and job, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has been linked with Yeah, Newcastle, exactly. And that's, you know, I just feel like, regardless of what your thoughts on Ollie, Brendan Rodgers... There's loads of injuries, though. Oh, you might want to go and check out how much Paul Pogba played for us last year. I mean, yeah, I just... For me... Brendan Rodgers is not the answer at all. I mean, they, they were nailed on for third, weren't they, a couple of seasons ago when we finished third. Yeah. And they just massively dropped off. They dropped off last season. I know they've had injuries and I know they've not got the resources that we have and other clubs are above them have. But still, Brendan Rodgers isn't the answer. He's just Would not. I take Enrique United? Now, this is a really interesting That's one. That's a good question. Because man. he won a treble with Barcelona, right? And obviously, Pep Guardiola won a treble at Barcelona. I think he won two, actually, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't win him back to back though, did yeah. he? he, he so, um, Mourinho stopped him, I think. So winning a treble with anyone is a hell of an achievement. Um, but this is the sort of demonstration of a manager just kind of needs to keep everyone motivated and happy. Yeah. It's less about tactics than people want you to believe. They clearly have an impact and they clearly there's clearly something in it. But most, you're not talking about going from fucking Pep to me, are you? You know what I mean? Like, there's clearly going to be a level of competence with most top flight managers. I think Ranieri's a great example of that. I think he got his 11 that worked when? and stuck with it for once bought, in his life. Pizza yeah. and Budweiser for yeah. him. Kept him yeah. rolling. It wasn't, if you, you watched a lot of Leicester that season when he won the league, yeah. it wasn't tactical genius. It was, we've got a strategy that works. That ball, like, can he gets hold of it? He gives it to Danny Drinkwater. He fires it over the top, and that odd carrier gets on the end of it and scores yeah. goals. And that was it. The guy that's on 14 Red Bulls and yeah. tweaking like fun. <laughs> Your inspiration. It. <laughs> and it worked. And it was like anyone on the planet could have picked that Leicester team because everyone knew what it was going to be the next week because he, he didn't change it. Yeah. It was, I think, Fuchs came in now and again, but that was about it. But it was like, it, it, he didn't like have to mix it up, and when he was playing against United or playing against you know one of the teams that struggled, it was the same. Same drill. Yeah, and yeah. it worked. And look, that's what I think most people overstate the importance of a manager. A great manager is going to take a team to overachieving, and a, a shit manager is going to underachieve with a team. But it, for the most part, most managers have a little impact. Like Leon won um, nine titles on the spin, and he went through four managers in that period. Did they just happen to appoint the four best available managers in the world to win them the league? Or maybe they just had the best team? Is, is, is genuine question, is Manuel Pellegrini one of the best managers the Premier League's ever seen? Do you know what I mean? He was clearly not even as good as David Moyes based on what he achieved with yeah. West Ham, yet he's won a league. Yeah. And, you know, Mancini's So is better. he a better manager than uh, Lou Van Gaal? 
Exactly. It's a great point because mm. I think it shows if you've got a very good squad, you've got the resources. Yeah, listen, I'm not dismissing. You don't. You can't be an idiot and just go in and win a league. You have to have some sort of knowledge, whether that's just well, keeping players up. Kenny Dalglish, smart suggestion. All right, that's a fair point. Well made. Um, you have to have some ability to keep players happy, to, you know, just to, to sort of, even if it's more of a sort of coaching of egos, which I think that City had to do a little bit of because they had a lot of big, big, uh, big name players. Then, then that's your sort of skill set. You don't have to always be that sort of tactical genius that some people are made out to be. Uh, Matt G says, anyone else is one for you, Steve. Anyone else shocked we've not seen Rennie back at MUFC in some capacity or has he turned down an opportunity? I believe the opportunity has not come based on the conversations we had, we had with him here. Yeah, we did, didn't we? And he was very candid about it. I also saw, you know what amazed me about that? I saw you replying to someone on Twitter who was asking you about it. And it was like a story comes out about Merlin's theme back to United. And you think, oh... And when I look where that story had emanated Paul from, Parker reckons he should be back. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> Which, you know, and I like Paul Parker, but he's not in the know. That was just him going, oh, yeah, Rennie would go do well there. You know, Rennie, the coach, who was like one of the most successful coaches we've ever had. He'd probably do a good job going back there as coaching. It's one of the most easiest things to say, isn't it? Just, what did go well? Oh, yeah, just bring him back yeah. in there. Hopefully it happens again. Yeah, it's like I reckon that Sir Alex Ferguson was pretty good at managing. So, uh, Barath in the comments there, but the best modern managers, uh, Pep Mourinho, et cetera, learn from Dutch managers. Uh, also, Luis Enrique was one that I think was there during uh, Louis van Gaal's time. Yeah, they're pretty much. Uh, I've spoken about this at length because I'm a fucking bad nerd for it. You had a massive coaching tactics geek. You I right am, yeah, right. and I don't fucking. No, I'm not that. having a day. It's just you know, there's a lot of them. Get a life. I mean, they come from <laughs> Renus Meikles. Really, is the the godfather of all of this. But the one everyone's going to understand and, and roll with mostly is Cruyff. So Cruyff and Renus <laughs> Meikles are basically birthed all of these. Louis van Gaal. Pep Guardiola and Jose, even though they're different, and Louis van Gaal, like it or lump it, and even the likes of fucking Ronald Koeman and uh, people that have come since then, um, Frank Rijkaard, these are all disciples of Johan Cruyff. And the, then you've got the German lot, which have been influenced by Dutch football uh, directly as a neighbour. Um, a lot of that comes from like Ralph Ragnick's start of school. Um, when I heard that Ralph Ragnick has been sort of mentioned as a possible director of football for for the Newcastle takeover, I was like, oh shit. Because if they get him, that means they actually know what they're doing. Because I'm kind of hoping they just fucking, I don't know, get like fucking Shearer and fucking David Ginola in the mix or something like that yeah. and just throw loads of cash at it because hopefully that's just going to fucking implode, innit? But if they start making smart appointments and it's like Ranić and you know, maybe a bit of an astute manager that wasn't on everyone's radar and you go, oh, fuck. Like, this is the thing because we had a financial expert on, I don't think the video's going to out yet. I spoke to a financial expert um, the other day. We'll get that out video out soon. Um, but he was saying, like, you, you forget that Everton has spent, like, half a bill. They've literally spent, I think, the third amount, of mo most amount of money out of anyone in the last 10 years or something. And they've wasted it all, more or less. And now they're at a point where they can't continue to do what they've done. They've had to stop doing that because they haven't had a good system in place. They haven't had, like you said, the kid that you, you're impressed with who can oversee everything and knows what he's doing. And like, we know that City and, and to a lesser degree, the Scousers throw a lot of money at things, but they've got a system in place that helps facilitate that. So you can have someone like Pellegrini winning a title, him moving on, Pep coming in, and taking over. Yeah, as long as you've got a guy that's overseeing your general club philosophy. Yeah. Like, I, I, like if you give me the fucking role of director of football at United, don't reckon that call's coming. But if you give me that role at, at United... I'd love it if we could get odds on you for that. I love you that. probably could. I reckon I'd love to see that. Right? So screenshotting that one straight away. I would do something similar where you go, right, okay, so my head coach now is going to probably be um, a five-year appointment cycle. 
I would imagine. Because I don't think three years is quite enough. I think yep. you you really got to see it a bit longer. But the project can't... At a minute, like people are like, well, Ollie's been there three years, and look at this guy, who was maybe like a succession appointment for somebody else, has had a better appointment in there. But when you look at some of the... Um, the succession appointments, they're more successful quicker because like someone like Guardiola, for example, Manchester City were playing Pep's way three years before Pep arrived. Their academies have been playing that way for 10 years. Like as soon as, as soon as they got rid of Gary Cook and got Bajiri in, and he went, oh, these are fucking serious now, fuck. Because they was an absolute laughing stock, weren't they, under, under Gary Cook? I miss Gary Cook. Oh no, he was sensational, wasn't you he? Know, some he of kept the things, City where they belonged. The thing, comedy. Is all has always been what this club is about. I remember when he said that about City, and I love that. I thought he gets it. <laughs> he's City through and through. City. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot, isn't he? <laughs> That's what you was trying to say. He's a fucking absolute flannel. So <laughs> when they got Bajiri signing, and you knew that no, they're gonna and it was it Soriano's the other geezer, isn't it? Oh, fuck, now they're serious. Yeah. It's like, literally, like if Newcastle bring Gary Cook in, oh, just rub your hands, it's going to get hilarious for a couple of years <laughs> until he realises a fucking moron and gets someone else in. But that's what you've got to do, is you've got to find appointments that fit your plan. Pep Guardiola was always the plan of this regime at City. Yeah. So the club was signing players ready well for said. him to Well said, people forget that. So Sterling, De Bruyne. Didn't you bring in Jesus? Right. Players well. come in, players come in before they arrive. Like, even with the scousers like Salah, long-term target, you know, it's not just a manager comes in and goes, I want him, um, or, or a manager comes in and goes, oh, I've got these players, have I? oh, that's Andy. They know, they had a strategy, and they think we can get him when he's, he's not going to stick around at Bayern Munich, we can get him here, yeah. and these players fit his philosophy, his yeah. system. Yeah. United have never done that since Fergie retired. No, and you're never. supposed to, if, you know, if I'm director of football, as I'm interviewing one manager, I've made a short list of 10. Yeah. And as soon as, like, I've appointed Ollie, sound. Uh, I'm also talking to Ten Hag, maybe Pochettino for a laugh, just see what he says. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> X, Y, Z, all these other managers that I've got in the mixer, you know, maybe it's a Zidane, maybe it's a, a maybe it is a Conte. All of these are going to have slightly different philosophies, but we're going to have, here's what Manchester United stand for and what is what we're going to appoint along those lines. Um, and we're going to go, what players would you be looking for? Give me your team in five years' time. And you know, let's see where that lines up. And we might have our own ideas of players that we've been tracking for a couple of years. There's a centre half that's a fucking Swansea that we've had our eye on since he was 16. We're going to try and sign him before he hits that top level. And maybe one of the managers you interview is like, hey, "There's a lot at, at Swansea that I like," and you're like, "Fucking hell, yeah, we're on the same wavelength here." That's what yeah. you want is you want a manager that you think is going to fit the the philosophy of your club and continue it. Because what Manchester United did after after Fergie to Moyes. He didn't have a pot of glue what was going on. He was just trying to find out. He, he was literally like a rabbit in the headlights. Then we went to Louis van Gaal, who's got a seriously defined philosophy and system of play. And we probably needed more time for us to adjust Me to and you disagree on this a little bit, don't we? Because you think a third season would have been interesting, don't you? With, with yeah, I do. I think and it was I, I, the, way got, I, the way you got treated at the end. That like, and winning the FA Cup and going, you're done, mate. Yeah. Like, would you... Would you Because I, I understand what Steve means about... A third season, I just couldn't stomach it. I could not. I don't think it'd have been the same. I, I just that second I, season did me in. Yeah, it, I was, I was, I'd had enough. And the I, looking do you at, know what I mean, Mourinho Honestly, available was appealing to us, and it was yeah, appealing at the time. I think there was a lot of things that went on that season that I, I look back on it. It wasn't great. 
I heard Mourinho's name being chanted at the ground. Yeah, which I'm not it, into it, the final at, at all. I remember on the tube yeah. back and it was like Mourinho's been appointed. Yeah, sacking like, him when he's just lifted the trophy. Yeah. I mean, you you know, I mean, I know you've got obviously contacts and, and you quite ITK with certain things, but it was common knowledge that Mourinho was taking over From at one February. point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was the worst kept secret in I, football. I got told at Carrington yeah. in a youth game in February, and I was like, uh, okay. You'll see the change in the uh, attitude of my videos. Maybe we should look at Mourinho. No, yeah, well, that's the only time me and you've done a video where it's not official. And we did it anyway, because it was just so, um, you know. Uh, Barath, uh, ask your opinion on Ten Hag, guys. I'm curious. You've been talking about Dutch geezers. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, there's something like Graham Potter is getting a lot of love at the moment. Come on, no, but let's, let's be real. Can you manage some of the egos? No. Yes, we don't. Uh, well, the answer is we don't know. All right, yeah, that's fair. But I just think someone like maybe Tanag's not quite that level. But Graham Potter, who seems like a lovely guy, you know, plays football a nice way. Is he coming in and suddenly telling Marcus and Pogba and Bruno and 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 Ronaldo and Cavani, this is what I want you to do, and having that level of respect off yeah. them where they're going, okay, yeah, yeah. What well, if you won in the game? I mean, Solskjaer can put the same as Oli though. With no, no, because, not really. No, I mean, manager, manager. No, nah, because Oli's won like back-to-back trophies in in mould no, and yeah, titles, uh, and like I know he's yeah, not what he won. I think players look at what you did as a player, and also, yeah. and not many of them can look him in the eye, to be honest. And also, Oli would have been reserved team coach when like Pogba was a kid. Mm-hmm. Marcus was coming through the ranks, so there's that thing of it's Oli going to Solskjaer. Graham Potter's going to come in. And, you know, oh, I did well at Osterans or whatever, whatever, I can't pronounce it. And, you know, I got Brian to 15th or whatever. It's a, it's a hard sell, that, for me. Yeah. In, that, in that These echoes room. of what Moyes did there, isn't there? Yeah. Like, Moyes I'm not knocking, a, I'm not knocking Potter, by the way. He's a good manager, but West Ham. Still. Top. And I think he might be perfect for West Ham, like he was perfect for Everton. Yeah. Some managers, like Pep Guardiola, if you give him to Brighton, does not get them playing as well as Potter does. No. I guarantee it. He, he does way worse than what Potter does um, with this Brighton squad. Uh, if you give him a team trying to fight relegation like a West Brom or probably a bad example uh, but a team that was fighting relegation Big Sam's better than Guardiola for you for, I, get, I, I know people will go oh, what are you on about but you know Guardiola's used to working with a certain level of players he yeah. plays a certain yeah. way you know but Guardiola's allowed to do that because of his talent as a manager and he has yeah. got a talent and he's earned the right to do that it's the you right know, tool for the right job. Yeah, and Sean Dyche has done it consistently. Yeah, for Burnley. And it's like, but is he going to do it? If you give Sean Dyche's City team, could he win back? I to think that's why he's never left Burnley. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't no, fit. I just think as well that it's a good point, Alex. Because would any would any fan want Sean Dyche? Like, and do respect because I think Burnley fans do. But no, but other than Burnley fans. But if it was like, say, you were Spurs, or uh, you know, Arsenal, if it goes even worse for Arteta than he has done. But you know, if it goes wrong, would they be in for him? Would they be like, oh, think, Dice is the answer? I think a lot of it's PR and the, the perception it? of managers. Do you think, think that's what yeah. it is? Big way, yeah. yeah. And the I, whole thing with the whole social media about Burnley is that they play the same football and it's like negative and and it's. Yeah. I think you, you know what I know you've you've clashed with him on social media, but when we had Duncan Castles on the channel when we Devils, I know, I know, I know, he becomes a figure of fun for a lot of people. But he was speaking about it. He spoke about Pochettino. And he's very aware of his own stature in the game and he's, he's 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 he plans it you know what i mean like he's he's very sort of conscious of the pr element of the game and being the right man in the right time and, and all that sort of stuff and why he wouldn't take certain jobs or he was wary of what job and i think he's worked well because you know he's ended up at paris he's not you know he's not, not had a good first season but, but again, he's got a second season he's a former paris player yeah i mean there is that and also now he's got a squad that is the envy of almost everyone in europe yeah. so you know that PR sort of element does does ring true, um, but not just because 
Castle said it, but other people said it as well. Um, Burn Sally's back says, have you gone back and watched Maguire's show this year? Damage coming from that side is why you can't keep clean sheet. Show childlike defensively. I want to ask you about this because I think this is a fair comment and um, I don't think Shaw and Maguire have looked the same since he come back from the Euros. And I, I like both of these players, by the way. This isn't a vendetta before anyone gets involved in that nonsense. I think there's a bit of a European hangover yeah. for a few players. Probably not just them, but they're the ones I'm noticing the most. Yeah. I've, I've also, been, there is, I think with Pogba's playing on this left-hand side channel, Pogba's yeah. not a winger, is he? He wants no. to be more in that central. So, sure, we're play, we always, we've always played down the left-hand side, don't we? We always like Rashford on that left-hand side. Yeah. Shaw's been attacking on that left so much more because there's no one else out there. So he's doing the overlapping runs of himself. So Pogba's coming inside and I think that's leaving us more vulnerable on that left, personally. I, I, I just, yeah, Shaw has that trait as, as oh, well as back, of, of tucking <laughs> in as well. The, like, he doesn't go right out to his man mm. sometimes. I mean, yeah, depending I, 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 on think it's, it's, I think Marcus makes up for that because Marcus will, will do that for him sometimes yeah. when Pogba, Pogba ain't getting back. That. He ain't doing that. And it's like, I don't mind that for Paul Pogba because I don't actually think we need him to do that. Yeah. But if, we, if he's not, then you have it's, to have a foot yeah, left I think back. it's a mix of all of it. They've played the whole Euros, hasn't he? They both have played through to the final. Uh, and obviously, Shaw play was so high last year. Like, he has come down a little bit, but yes, he doesn't look as good as he has been. Yeah. But he's still a top left back. No, no, he is. I mean, Steve, you're a, as big a Marcus Rashford fan as anyone I've ever met. I'm interviewing Shaw soon. What, really? Is that for you? What, what for? Yeah, that lad who used to play for QPR, me and him are interviewing him. You and Jason Parker interviewing Luke no, Shaw? The other fellow. Fabio? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, I get it. Yes. Um, so when is that happening? Soon, I think. Yeah? Are you going to tell him that he won you over? After, um, after five hard years of not being convinced by him? Are you going to throw that in? He's fully aware of my thoughts on him. I, I'm, I've heard, and I'm not naming names here, I've heard through the grapevine that more people are aware of your thoughts than you'd expect from that dressing <laughs> room, actually. It's cost us a few interviews in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he can't say we're not honest and he can't accuse us of being in the Glazers' pockets or any of that nonsense we hear because, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be think, getting chucked out of training sessions if we were. I think me and him on the uh, thumbnail is going to do bits though, isn't it? Yeah. Just it, looking at each other like that. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to have a chat before we go on air, put it that way. Yeah, I think you will. So when's that? Sorry, sorry, when's that we're taking not, place? We're not filming it yet. It's soon now. All right. Um, we I'll think in the next couple of weeks. Because sure... It's gone from one extreme to the other. Shaw was a player that when we brought in Alex Tellez, people going, Tellez could actually be first choice. People forget that. Yeah? And then it went from that extreme to, by the end of the Euros, people saying that Luke Shaw's the best left-back on the planet. Um, That's the problem. Is people are so reactionary. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, now you've got... My opinion on him was never completely, like, get rid of him. Like, when he wasn't good, I was saying he ain't good. Yeah. And then when he was starting to get better, I was like, okay, he's getting better, but there's still this, this, and this. And people are like, you just hate him. He is Shawberto Carlos. And you just think, you fucking get a grip, lads, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, be interested, I'll be interested to see that. But yeah, I think he has his levels have dropped a little bit. Maguire worries me a little bit because not worries me in the sense that I don't think he's going to turn around, but he hasn't been himself. I think some of the performances we've seen it's, from him a little yeah. bit sort of not Maguire-esque. Oli's been trying to get us playing out from the back. Yeah. I personally don't think Maguire can do that. Really? He, he looks, and then he, he, I've watched him in front of me at the game. When he's coming out with the ball, he'll sometimes just pass it back to De Gea, and a couple of times, we've, like, we did it against West Ham, Bone was in. And can I ask you who his options are, though? 
what in well because I mean that, that's the problem that's available. the problem that's the problem it's right. the middle so there's the whole squad playing I'm not saying that Maguire can't do it it's the right. way with we're getting coached I, to do it I could play working. out with Michael Carrick in front of me <laughs> That's I it. could play yeah, out under pressure with Michael Carrick yeah. in front of me because he makes himself available. This, this is the the, 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 the concern. Because I actually disagree slightly. Like I don't I think um Maguire can bring the ball out. It's just I, sometimes he doesn't yeah, look I know, I get that. And he just get plays that. it He's and then is fuming at him. I'm more worried about you've got two extremes now in that defence. Notch, the short cult's been taken over by the Donny Cult. Who's the next cult? That's a great question. Because it went from Tony to Shaw to Donny. I haven't missed any out there, have I? I think that was the... I, I don't know with Shaw. I don't know if it was the call. I still feel like Marshall FC went to Donny FC. I think <laughs> Shaw became this sort of thing where everyone likes him. The cult with, with those players is... With Shaw, the, the thing with the cult thing is, it's weird because you go, why are you so convinced? Like, with Shaw, I could get it. I might not agree with it completely, but I can understand it. Like, you say, all right, he's playing really well. He's playing a lot of games. He's doing, you know, he's scoring in the Euros final and things like that. It, it's understandable. When you've got a player that's played like four starts in the Premier League or something and people go in, he's the answer to all our problems. Yeah. When you literally interview him and he says things to you like, I've played some games in the six. And everyone's going, he's got to play in the six every game. But he just said he, that's not really his... I, I also spoke I mean? to some lads who trained with him. Yeah. And I, because I, I was like, just give me the... I said, where's this Donny stuff coming from? Uh, <laughs> I said, is he, is he pulling trees up in training where you go, fucking hell, he's got to play. And he went, he's a lovely lad. I went, there's your answer. <laughs> Because you've just told me Marcus looks razor sharp and can't wait to see him in the team, and I've gone Donny, and they've gone lovely lad, lovely lad. Yeah, you tell you what, he's so, always so he's always getting around in Donny. Yeah, he's ball. always got his hand in his pocket. Have you ever got a lift? Wrong. Yeah, have you ever got a lift to training? He's your man. Yeah, he's a. You tell you what, is he's, any good? But he's lovely. He's lovely, Fuck lovely God. lad. Man's lovely. Oh. She's not number six. Yeah. I tell you, he's, he's not shining, uh, lending you a tenner of your skin. Um, Oliver Lewis, who's been a member of the Academy for 11 months, says, have you guys seen Ted Lasso on Apple TV? No, is it any do, good? It looks you guys enjoy? But I've heard quite good things about this. I looked at it and thought, that looks like the worst television programme ever. I'm just going to watch the, the Last Dance for the 15th time. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, but there's been a lot of praise for it. So, I, just, I don't know, it's not quite tickling my fancy, but if I ever get... Oh, do you know on that whole thing about appointing uh, ex-legends and stuff? That's literally all Barcelona do, by the way. That's a shout, isn't it? The, the, mm. the thing with Barcelona, though... That's literally one... They've got four criteria. I can't remember the other three. One of them is knowledge of the club. Yeah. The thing with Barcelona, though, is for the last... What is it? 14, 15 years, whatever it is, you've had arguably the best player on the planet yeah. there. And also, you've had... Messi uh, as well. <laughs> yes, you've also exactly you're right. You've also had at least three or four other world class players there. Well, they regularly had two and three in the yeah. um, in the Ballon d'Or top three. Haven't they? Yeah, yeah, Xavi and Iniesta, yeah. Busquets, who's just sort of the perfect six almost for them. Yeah, PK, um, PK. Yeah. yeah. So you've always had that. So Danny Alves is another one. So you're coming in like if you're um, you know an Enrique or whatever, and you're inheriting a fantastic side. Yeah. Where with United, the, the difficulty we had was when Fergie retired. Some of that team's coming towards the end, and it was like the majority of it wasn't. Yeah, it, really? it needed that overhaul that was just completely beyond the capabilities of David Moyes. Rio didn't agree with me, by the way. What I said, Fergie would have sold you beforehand if it weren't for the Glazers. Really? Yeah. Like, go on, go on, explain that. So when you look at the f the five years that preceded um, the Glazer takeover, yeah, he got rid of fucking Stam, Beckham, Keane, all as they was reaching um, a, a peak or they've reached enough of a downslope from the peak that he didn't think they were worth the risk 
um, of sticking around in the dressing room. We only played 26 games in the title winning season in the league. In um, 2013? Yep. Yeah. That, I thought me, he was fantastic that season, by the way. Yeah, he was, but that to me suggests that you got to remember how ruthless Fergie was before the Glazers came and then he was suddenly no value in the market, fella. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, no custody. So when you look at his... Because it's, it's all about people's actions rather than their words, right? So the same with Ollie's press conference. Profound. Right? Oli says, I'd love to keep Ashley Young around. Get fucking rid of him. Right? Same with um, Alexis Sanchez. Oh, Alexis is a wonderful player. We're trying to figure out how to keep him in the team. Twitter loses its mind. Get fucking rid of him. Right? So the actions are what matters, not the words. Fergie, prior to the Glazers coming in, was going bonkers on breaking record after record and retooling the squad in a ruthless manner. David Beckham, We've had a row. We had rows with players, right? Decided that he thinks he's too big for the club. Fucking laters. World class, by the way, when we got rid of him. We won the league in 2003 because of David Beckham supplying Rude Van Nistelrooy. That's it, right? Gets rid of him. Roy Keane, had a bit of a row. No longer the player he was. Get fucking rid of him. Yap Stam, had a bit of a row. Get fucking rid of him. So he didn't have a row with Rio, but Rio was coming to the end of his powers. Now, I'm not saying that he necessarily would have fucking given the bullet, but he would have replaced him. Yeah. Now, Rio's argument was, well, he was trying to do that with Jones and Smalling, and I think he's got a little bit of a point, but I wonder if he would have gone for someone a bit of a younger, Ramos maybe, or someone different at that time, Varane even. Well, he wanted Varane, didn't he? Yeah. Also, I think, you, and you put me onto this, the economics thing, with Stam in particular, and I think Fergie, I admit he made a big mistake because he misread the data. The data was saying Stam wasn't making as many tackles per game. And it was an example of not reading the data and realizing what it's telling you. He wasn't making as many tack uh, many tackles because he's reading the game better. And also, strikers were avoiding him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're up against Stam and Berg or whatever, and I like Henning Berg, but you know what I mean? You're gonna go and stand on Berg. You're yeah. not gonna you like, go. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just oh, I'm gonna go out wide. I'm just <laughs> avoiding that crazy Dutch fella who's just imperious. Yeah. So he misread it and Can got, got rid of him too soon. Yep, Stam. There has never been a player come close, come close, Jay, to doing three years in the Prem, three titles, and bounce. No. In his last season, he played... Flawless. He, played, he only played 15 games last season. We didn't lose any of them. And one of them was the 6-1, was it, against Arsenal, which more or less sealed the league. The guy was just phenomenal. And I'll die on this hill, the best centre-back, no respect to you, mate, because he's the second best, but the best centre-back I've ever seen. And all this nonsense about Van Dijk... No, John, I don't think Stan was sold because of his book. What I actually no. believe, I think there might have been something in either his ankle wasn't as fully healed as they thought and they probably run some tests behind the scenes and he was maybe half a second slower on some tests. Yeah. I think that might I think have... there was, yeah, I think you're right. I think there was misreading the data, looking at his age, looking at the money that Lazio offered, even though they didn't give it us, yeah. and thinking, mm, and also, like you were saying about, you know, that recycling and the rebuilding. All right, with that money, I can go out and can go and get a real Fernand. Because it still pains me with them too. Never together. It's like, Can you imagine? That's just cancel football. Oh we won everything. It's God. over. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. go in there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Have you seen this? Sorry to change topic. Have you seen this this league table that's been generated? Is it by the scouts? By no, no, it's not. Because they love an alternative yeah. league table. No, there's this league ta lemon. this league table. Let me find it for you. Because what's amazing about this um, this league table, right? Is it, it yeah? A, a computer has oh, generated. I've seen it, the supercomputer. A supercomputer has gen predicted the final league <laughs> table. Um, look, I'll send this to you, uh, right. producer Callum, um, and you can see if you can get this on the screen because I've just seen something in fourth and fifth. Yeah, because what I love about this, right, 
is it's got all the goals and everything and, and, and who's going to finish where, obviously, like a league table. They've got Chelsea, right, conceding four goals this season. Yeah? It's not many goals, though. Right? Now, the only issue with that is Chelsea have already conceded three, <laughs> right? So for the next 31 games in the Premier League, and this supercomputer only did this the other day, so they've taken into account the fact that Chelsea have conceded three goals. They think that Chelsea are going to concede one goal in the next 31 games. And well, it, defence it, wins titles, Jay. <laughs> I think that's just like... Hasn't it got City and Liverpool doing the Invincibles as well? It's got, yeah, it's got City and Liverpool both doing the Invincible. Oh, no, sorry. City and Liverpool doing it at home. Um, but it's got Chelsea winning the league on 99 points, only conceding one more goal to end the season. It's got... United losing six away games. We haven't won it, lost in 30. Yeah. You it's, can suck my dick and balls for that, for starters. It's got some... It's got... Um, it's oh, got and s- by the way, we come fifth behind Brentford. Yeah, it's got Southampton not winning a game all season, by the way. <laughs> Arsenal are 13th. It might be right, you know. It's got us. It's got Palace not winning um, an away game. It's got... Yeah, you can see it on the screen. It's got some absolute carnage on there that is slightly optimistic, shall we say. Um, so, yeah, it's... Supercomputer. Why is it always? Why is it not a computer? What, what's why is dif- it always a supercomputer? Wearing a fucking cape. Jay? What's the difference between a computer and a supercomputer? It's a cape. A cape. Yeah, you put your cape on your computer. I mean, there's just some absolute ma- madness it wears, in there. Um, rimless glasses for when it's um, walking on the street. I'm gonna say that that supercomputer is shite. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the nonsense in there just doesn't make any sense. Um, we're going to wrap it up there anyway. Go and check out the link in the description for Manscaped. Uh, thanks again for them sponsoring us. Check out the lawnmower, 4.0 technology and all that jazz. They've got the 7,000 RPM motor. Um, your balls will thank you. Don't forget, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, there's a link in the description. 20% off and free shipping. Terms and conditions apply. Alex, where can people find you? Uh, John 7 on Twitter. Good lad. Um, Stephen Alston, what are you up to this weekend? Who've Paddock FC got? Third of the league. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not <laughs> going to say. I was so tempted to say, does it rhyme with, but I won't. Um, <laughs> it's a centre half. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, well, I'll leave it there because I don't want to. Current, gonna, everyone's I'm, like, I'm, oh, is it real? No. I'm going to say current. something, though, just give it away. So, yeah, go and check out Paddock FC if you're not doing already. Check out Alex. Um, and don't forget to check out, check out Manscaped as well. We'll be back tomorrow with the Leicester Watch Along. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.